Come on now. You, uh, woo, yes, you said a word there. Confidence. Oh, yes, did? you did. Oh, okay. You did. You did. And confidence. Confidence. Woo. <laughs> That's the word of the day. The We Pivot Podcast is for you if you're a woman who has recently pivoted into entrepreneurship. You'll find digital marketing tips, trends, and strategies to help grow your business in today's digital world. Join Tona and Al Haywood as we have fun breaking down all things digital marketing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Tona Haywood. And I'm joined by my co-host, Al Haywood, today. Hello. And today, we are going to be dealing with five things that women business owners need to stop doing in 2022. I know we're already in March right now, but still, it's still kind of the beginning of the year. And these are some things that a lot of women business owners and women entrepreneurs need to stop doing in 2022. And I know you're anxiously awaiting to hear what these five things are. Now, when you say stop, you mean stop like kaput, don't do it for six months, don't do it for a year or just completely stop. I'm saying just stop, just stop completely. Don't do it anymore. Just quit. Okay, that's a little aggressive, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, well, it has to be <laughs> aggressive because we want all our women business entrepreneurs and business owners to grow, don't we? Yes, we do. All right, so let's start with number one. Number one, the first thing that women business owners and entrepreneurs need to stop doing is stop not creating SMART goals which that sounds kind of weird when you say stop not, but basically what you really want to do is you want to start to make sure that you create SMART goals for your business. And you may ask, what is a SMART goal? A SMART goal, basically, in a nutshell, is a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-sensitive goal. So all of those things have to be included when you're trying to make goals for your business. And you want to also make sure that it aligns with your mission and your purpose for your business. So let's say if you're trying to grow your social media following, you don't wanna say, I have 100 followers and then buy the end of the month, I want a thousand followers. That isn't a quite an attainable goal because you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to succeed. In that sense, when you go from a hundred to a thousand, a more attainable goal could be if you have a hundred, maybe going to 200. And how are you going to do that? Well, some ways that you could do that is saying, you know, right now I'm only posting once a week on social media. Well, I want to change that. Instead of posting once a week, I want to post three times a week. And instead of posting, let's say we're dealing with Instagram specifically. If you're dealing with Instagram, maybe you want to post more reels. Maybe say, I want to do two reels per week and one static post or one carousel post. I want to also increase from never using stories to at least using stories once or twice per day. Those are all attainable goals. And then you set a 
time limit for yourself as you want to measure that for the next 60 days and do that specific thing for 60 days and then see what happens as a result. This is just a small example of a smart goal, which you have. It's attainable because you can do it. It's timely. So you put a date on it when you actually want to have it completed. And you made sure that it was something that you could actually reach. Because a lot of times we say that we want to grow our business, but that's really vague. You have to take these small steps in between in order to actually grow. Yeah, I, I think um, you said setting a timeline in which that's the same as a deadline, right? Mm-hmm. Um you create a greater sense of urgency and you increase the likelihood of achieving your goal when you set a deadline. And also, if you aren't able to achieve your goal by the deadline, you can also use that timeline to reevaluate your strategy, correct? You are right. If you have a way to say, okay, you know what? I was trying to increase my following in 60 days. You can actually go back and look at it and say, well, it didn't quite happen in the 60 days, so how can I adjust? Or you might be overachieving, like you might've surpassed the goal that you had in mind, and maybe you want to create a new goal for yourself and just readjust. But it's all about trying to really test and see how how you can change things and do things differently. Mm. Now, I got a quick question. Is it a such, is there a such thing of setting goals that are dependent on other people. Like when you're setting goals, you want to set goals that you can control. Um, You don't want to be relying on other people to complete different parts of that goal, right? Well, you don't want to, but what? uh, give me an example of what are you talking about specifically? It's just overall, just say, for example, um, if you're in a, I would probably say if you're in a team setting, and you're setting goals uh, with your team and everyone is supposed to be on the same page probably. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're the entrepreneur, you're the head honcho. Mm-hmm. And if someone's lagging, lag, are lagging behind or whatever, I mean, I guess, I guess that's what I'm pretty much kind of right. talking about. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I think if you have that type of situation and you're dependent on other people, you have to really make sure everybody is on the same page. Because mm-hmm. if people aren't on the same page, you're probably not going to complete that goal in the same way that you would want to complete it. Right. I believe in, in certain ways when we are looking at our goals like social media, email marketing or whatever, we're still dependent on other people to actually do whatever it is that we're wanting them to do, right? But Mm -hmm. we are still the ones that have to put in the work in order to get the outcome or the specified outcome that we want to receive from that. How often should you review and reassess your goals? Well, during the time that you are actually, you have the goal, right? You have a timeline that you set, right? right? So you may want to midway through, a quarter through, you wanna see how you're progressing towards that goal. So I would definitely say, don't just put the goal out there and then never look at your analytics. You want to be kind of 
on your analytics and and checking it to make sure that you are succeeding at whatever it is that specific goal that you had in mind especially if you had like 60 days you could you could look at it in the first maybe three weeks and see what happens and then the next three weeks and see what's going on but you do want to check but for me i am an analytics junkie so I check probably more often than I should. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think it builds confidence too. Like when you're looking at your goals and you're reassessing and you see that you're on track, it does build that confidence and it lets you know that you're making good progress and um, gives you reassurance that you're going to achieve your goal, you know, by your deadline. Come on now. You, uh, woo. Yes. You said a word there. Confidence. Oh, I did? I yes, did? you did. Oh, okay. You did. You did. Confidence. Confidence. Woo. <laughs> That's the word of the day. Confidence, because we need that confidence a lot of times just to keep going. You know, how many times have you wanted to stop something before you even, you know, finish? But when you have those attainable goals that you can actually reach, that you can actually you know, see and attain that get boost your confidence because nine times out of 10, you're going to reach that goal. And nine times out of 10, you're going to surpass that goal too. And then you're going to keep on creating these goals that are going to help you to succeed. So don't forget everybody. The word of the day is confidence. Good deal. Okay. Any more uh, questions? Oh, no, no. You go right ahead. Uh, oh, okay. Do your thing. Okay. Um, so number two, and I know you may have a lot to say on this one, Mr. Haywood, mm. investing in your business, time, money, and hiring people when needed. So things that you want to stop doing basically is not investing in your business. You want to make sure that you are always investing in your business, time, money, hiring people when needed. This is so important. You may have a certain amount of money that you can spend. You may not be able to spend tens and thousands of dollars on something, but you do have to be able to put money aside to spend on those things in order to make your business thrive because you don't know it all. You're going to have to go out. You're going to have to hire people. You're going to have to get help on certain things that you don't understand. And sometimes the quicker that you recognize this, the better. Especially when you're a solopreneur, you can't do it all. You're going to have to outsource uh, whether you have to go through online tools like Fiverr or stuff like that. I mean, you're just going to have to do it because if not, you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get burnt out. That's right. Um, And you don't want to get burnt out. So when you have um, a lot of clients and a lot of needs and you're trying to do every single thing, it may be time to hire a virtual assistant or someone to help you to facilitate those things that it has just become too hard for you to facilitate. And money, whatever amount that you are currently making with your particular business, you want to always try to set aside money to reinvest back into your business because it's only going to create a greater return in the end. Right. I got a quick question. So why do you think that when it comes to um, certain things that you're not doing to invest in your business, why is technology and marketing always like the first two things that people tend to neglect or business owners tend to neglect? 
I see that all the time. It's either the technology or the marketing. You know, I believe it's because most times people don't really understand the importance Mm -hmm. and they don't really understand the importance of it until later on. You know how people know that they may need a website, but let's say they've been doing Facebook all this time, so it's working for them. So why should they do anything different? But in order to reach a broad, you know, a bigger market and to scale your business, you want to try to do different things so that you can be noticed by other individuals other than just, let's say Facebook friends and that's it. So I just think it's usually the last thing that people think about. And most people feel that they can do it themselves. They can do everything themselves. And I'm not saying that people can't. People can. There are certain things that people can do, but there's also a lot of nuances that people don't understand. And later down the line, they start to understand those things later and realize that they actually did need help. (laughs) Yeah. And nine times out of 10, their competitor, they're investing in their business. That's why, you know, a particular competitor can be number one in the industry. And I'm not talking about like the giants like uh, McDonald's or Target, but someone that's a smaller business in your uh, area um, is doing very well because they're investing in their marketing. They're investing in their technology because they know in 2022 um, online is where it's at. And you're either going to, you know, get with it or you're going to be out of business. Oh, that's right. You're absolutely right. So it is really important to invest in your business, even like, I mean, granted, when we're just starting out, we want to use all the free stuff that we can. But there comes a point where it's like, you know, I'm going to have to pay for that pro Canva at $12.95 a month, or I'm going to have to go ahead and pay Mm -hmm. my mail provider whatever the cost is per month, because it's just going to enhance what I'm able to do for my customers and my clients. Yeah. And usually, you know, you mentioned the free online tools. When you go a step up and and pay for the additional resources for those tools, it's usually like $9 a month. It goes from free to $9 or free to $12. And that $12 gives you so much, you know, but there's still uh, business owners that's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just use the free, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't afford that. It's like, well, I don't know. You might be able to afford it if you prioritize some things. But that's true. That's true. But no, uh, you don't want to be in anybody's pockets now. Don't. Yeah, I ain't trying to be in anybody's pockets. I don't know what people (laughs) are doing with their money, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, The next thing that you want to stop doing in 2022 is not finishing what you actually start. That is a big one. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell them. Let me tell them. Most people, they start programs. They start courses. They start books. Come on. How many business books have you started but haven't finished? Come on. I I got a a library of business books that I'm either halfway through or fourth through first page. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So you really need whatever it is that you set out to do, those smart goals that you're creating, those books that you started to 
read but didn't finish those um, social media goals that you had. You said that you were going to start posting more, but you st- you're still not those emails that you're not sending out that you need to start. Whatever it is, go back and reassess, like really reassess those things that you you did start and find out if it's still a priority now. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something that you, you started and you really don't want to finish it or you don't need to finish it right now or it doesn't fit within your specific season that you're in. Well, put those things to the side, but the things that you look at that you say, man, I really need to go back to this because this is going to help me go back and finish it. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many uh, tools out here that an entrepreneur can use to uh, help their business succeed, but not every tool is going to be for you and your business. So Mm -hmm. if you started one thing and you feel that, man, this, so no, I'm just not feeling this. Well, you're probably not feeling it for a reason because it's probably not aligning with one, your goals, your smart goals that you set for yourself, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just not aligning, you know? That's right. Exactly. And that's that's the reason why you have to really reassess and really figure out what are the things that I really need right now in my business and I'm going to commit to. I'm going to commit to actually finishing this because this is going to make me better overall. Okay. Number four, the thing that we business owners and entrepreneurs need to stop doing in 2022 is being afraid of getting out there. Being afraid of getting out there. I before, know a before lot. Before you start on that, oh. let me let me just. There's a statistic. I was reading this article, uh, Entrepreneur.com, and the article. It, um, I'm trying to think. It was called. Um, what was it? Oh, five fears all entrepreneurs face and how to conquer them. And there was a stat where they said that um, 33% of Americans admit that the fear of failure holds them back for starting a business. Mm. 33%. And I was like, wow, "Wow, that's interesting. Wow, that's a big number. Come on with the stats, Mr. Haywood. Come on with the stats. Well, that was an article I read and I actually finished. So, Okay. And you know, (laughs) you know, so so you're knocking these goals out. You're knocking them out. Right. So, um, yes, being afraid of getting out there, a lot of people are afraid of failure. And in order to kind of get over that, you just have to make these small steps towards getting yourself acclimated to doing the things that you may not have wanted to do, whether it's being fearful of being on video, whether it's fearful of starting that blog or writing an article, whether it's sending out those emails, whatever it is. You kind of need to do small little things in between to help build that confidence. And then you won't be as afraid. You don't want to start all at once because you're still kind of timid about certain things. But you can do small little things that can help you to overcome those fears. Yeah, And you also have to remember that failure isn't the opposite of success. Failure is a crucial part of success. Uh, I remember I was in a, a college class back in the day in college and they were talking about it was a marketing class and they were talking about Dyson on how 
Um, Dyson created over 5,000 failed prototypes before finally inventing the bagless vacuum cleaner. Failure is definitely a crucial part of your success, you know. It definitely is because it helps you to know what not to do. It's all part of testing. Mm -hmm. You may fail, but it it is going to help propel you forward. Right. So thank you for that. And if I had a drum roll, I would actually beat the drums right now. But I got one. I got one. Hold on. I'm a soundbite. I'm a (laughs) soundbite. Okay, I could barely hear that drum roll, but I'll just imagine that it was there. (laughs) Okay. Somebody heard it. Somebody did. Number five. Stop not sending out emails to your list consistently according to your schedule. Hey, I'm about to hear this. What you mean Ooh. by that? Well, basically, a lot of us have subscribers that have subscribed to their emails and they are waiting and waiting and waiting to hear from you. It is very important. Those subscribers need to be nurtured because they signed up to your email for a reason. They want to hear from you. And a lot of times when they hear from you and they haven't heard from you in a while and you're providing value, those actually become your customers and those actually become your clients. And that is a great way for you to keep up and increase in growth and revenue. You help to get that helps you to get referrals and things like that down the line. So you want to make sure going back to our smart goals that you figure out based off of where you are in your business, based off of where you are in your timeline, your your time that you have to spend with your family, whether you're working and all of these different things, figure out a schedule that works for you for sending out emails and just be consistent with it. If it's once a month to start, do once a month and then increase it later. If it's twice a month, do twice a month based off of what your audience prefers. And just make sure that you send out the emails, send it out. Is there a rule of thumb on when you send it out or is it just what your audience prefer? You know, I cannot tell you a specific rule of thumb because your audience is your audience. And there are people in the, let's say, retail or fashion, they send out emails. It seems like a lot of times every day, (laughs) three times a week, things like that. Um, If it's, you know, retail, there are other industries that may only send it out once a week. It's really based off of what you feel comfortable with you and your schedule, especially if you're the one doing it, how it works, and then how your audience is responding. Let's say if you were sending out emails every single day and you notice that your open rate is starting to decrease or people are starting to unsubscribe or people are starting to mark you as spam or all these other things, then it may be time to scale back on sending out so many. But the only way that you're going to know is to actually Figure out what works for you and then start being consistent with it. Good info. Okay. Thank you. Well, in today's episode, all we were doing is talking about the five things women business owners and entrepreneurs need to stop doing in 2022. And we went through a good list. Hopefully you took notes. Hopefully one of these actually stuck out to you. And I would hope that after listening to this podcast, you actually 
look at each one of those things and see which one, just one, that you can do a little bit better. Maybe it is sending out the emails. Maybe it's creating those SMART goals. Maybe it's time to invest in your business or finish something that you started or not being afraid and just get it, go ahead and get out there. I would love to know which one you decide to do. And if you're following us in our digital marketing Facebook group, you can actually go and talk about it on there. Yeah, let's let let's take this conversation to the after party. The after yes. party is just on a Facebook group. <laughs> it is the after and how the only way that you're gonna find the Facebook group is if you're on our We Pivot Podcast page and at the bottom it says join our Facebook group. So take it to the after party. Alrighty. Tuning out. Until next time. We're so excited that you tuned in to the latest episode of the We Pivot Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Now, whether this is your first time or not, please make sure to subscribe and share with a friend who can also use some digital marketing guidance as well. Until next time.